How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Eric Hastein joins us live from Denver, Colorado. The Grizzlies will take on the Nuggets tomorrow night. Pre-game will start at 7.30, right? You're on Mountain Time, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, before we get into basketball, I have a question. Are you familiar with uh, stub hubbing for tickets for things? I am. All right. So Bruce Springsteen is playing tonight in Denver. All right. Okay. My debate is whether to go by myself. Rob Fisher would probably go with me, but it's not a uh, teenage music girl type concert. He likes that pop stuff mm. when he goes to that. Take, is, think Demi Lovato. Have you seen that. Have you seen Bruce Springsteen live before? I have not. I think you gotta yeah, go. I'm, I'm with I think Mar- you gotta I, go. I'm I'm in the camp of Wait. when when people do the whole Springsteen like the greatest of all time. Like I don't know how I feel about that, but at the same time, like he is a generational. When type he puts talent. on a good show, I don't yeah. know about now. I saw him back in like he plays for like three hours. I saw him back in like 2014, and yeah. it was in Charlottesville. All right, so what's the dilemma? Good. He doesn't want to so, go alone. Okay, so, well, two things. A, Eric's going fine alone. going alone. I know you well enough to know you're I'm, fine I, going the, alone. The dilemma going alone is not it, but the pricing on these tickets mm. at one forty-five. I mean, you've got people asking for forty-five hundred dollars for a single ticket. I mean, like, I, mm. I'd like to, I'd like to find out what it's at the basketball arena. Yeah. So, do you do you wait till later and try to lowball people on these things, or see if they drop the prices, or? Do you, See, he is playing all year, though. That's the other dilemma. The dilemma is he is playing. I think like, he's coming to Nashville. Europe into August. I don't know when he's coming to Nashville, but August he returns and hits Chicago, Philly, Washington, D.C. And so this is not like I'm not going to have another chance to do it. And mm. I'm sitting in here being responsible, doing my work, watching the Arnold Palmer Invitational while I uh, get ready for the game tomorrow. And I feel like I've become too responsible, so I need to do something potentially reckless. So I don't know. All right, I so just don't know. This is always this is one of the lessons from my father. How much cash you got on you? Zero, because I don't carry cash anymore. Because I tend to lose my wallet. Big Jeff's <laughs> Big Jeff's statement is always: if you go stick your finger up, you're going to get the best price. But you have to also acknowledge you might be buying a ticket that is not a ticket. I, I did that once for the World Series. Went to see my father when he was still alive. Uh, we, we were worried that he had lung cancer. Giants, Royals. Uh, should have known where I purchased the two tickets. They were probably not legit. Tried to get in. Uh, got denied. Went to the ticket window. Got laughed at because it was game three, first home game in uh, San Francisco. Some security guard who actually was a police officer in Cleveland but worked for Major League Baseball heard the story 
heard my, the, the, the whole thing and how much I paid, um, and basically walked us into the stadium and said, I got you in. Don't, don't get, don't get thrown out. So I ended up getting in, but it was through the nature of a very good Samaritan. So I, I'm very hesitant about the one finger thing. I'm with you though. Usually you can, usually you can spot them, but <laughs> this one I, I missed badly on the World Series. So I don't know. I just I think there's other opportunities. Like go. Yeah. Maybe, I'm looking here. It looks up. like you're going to have to pay. If you're going StubHub, you're going to have to pay like three. You can if you want to sit lower level, you can pay three hundred to do it. it yeah. Do you like. know how, that's like five hitting lessons for the boys. So yeah. Uh, six hitting lessons. I, I think I got. I might just have to sit back and watch some college basketball in the uh, in one of the watering holes around the uh, around the hotel and, and celebrate a big Grizzly victory last night in a, a day of work done. Yeah, instead of spending three hundred dollars, maybe making three hundred dollars on some college hoops. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, you can do both. Yeah, you can spend the three hundred and make fair. the Yeah, I got an easy way. I got an easy way for you to pay for this. Three hundred dollars and then spend the same. I kind of like the Tigers tonight, and the line's pretty tasty. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. To be honest with you, looking at that, I thought that was a little low. But uh, I think it is also, as you know, in, in the uh, in Ball Arena, it is twelve dollar beer night, as it mm. is every night in every arena. So uh, I think I can do better outside the arena price wise. I, I, I really think that the the question comes down to like it doesn't. It sounds like you are a casual Bruce Springsteen fan, but yeah, not, not a, a huge, but not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. And in that case, I would say don't spend the three hundred dollars because ultimately, if you really want to see him. Like going to see him at, say, Wrigley Field this summer sounds a lot cooler yeah. than seeing yeah, him at Ball a trip Arena. Out of it. Yeah, than seeing him at Ball Arena yeah, good night in Chicago down in Wrigleyville. Get down there early, you know, hit some of the spots, and then maybe grab a couple of tickets over for that. I can plan that around. Hopefully, a uh, longer stay and hit a Cub game or two. Yeah, I think you're right. I might now. My son's godfather, who uh, is also in broadcasting, is the TV voice of the Golden Knights, is a diehard Springsteen fan. If you heard this conversation, I'm pretty sure he'd try to throw me out of my window. Mm, mm. He would he would be yelling at me vehemently and saying he doesn't even know who I am. But uh, he knows I'm not. I'm not, a, and I'm not a huge concert goer, mm-hmm. like long concerts, because I I you end I am end up feeling trapped. Like if I don't stay for the whole thing, I'm gonna miss a song I would have wanted to hear, and then. Some of them, I'm just like, I have no idea what you're playing. So I, I'm, I'm a big believer with these, uh, with artists, and obviously Bruce Springsteen has a ton of them. Is play the hits, and I wanted to go see Eric Clapton the last time he was at Memphis, and everybody said it was way more of his blues and gospel stuff than his hits. And I'm like, well, I, I want to hear him play the, the songs that I grew up listening to, not these blues gospel songs. That I have no idea what they are. Yeah, that happened. I don't know. The last time my wife and I went to Music Fest, we went to Dave, and the whole time she's just like, just play Crashing to Me. Play Crashing to Me. Didn't play it. I saw Steve Miller band once where Steve Miller goes, all right, guys, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to play a couple of my new songs. And he literally got booed at his own concert. It's why, in the end, I'm not like a massive country music fan and like a massive Garth Brooks fan, but one thing I will always appreciate about him, when he gets up, he's like, all right, I'm going to play a new one. He played 90 seconds of it. Oh, screw it. Let's play the hits. It's like, right. that's a man that understands why we're there. See, Mark, this is why you and I get along. Steve Miller was one of my first concerts when I was mm. in high school. He's a big Bay Area concert guy at the uh, Concord, uh, the amphitheater in Concord. So uh, it was an outdoor concert, high school, and uh, it was basically like a senior class lunch for our high school because everybody listened to that stuff back then. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it was a minute ago when I saw him. All right, you're in Denver Grizzlies yes. got a nice win over the Rockets last night. Yes. 
feels like, yeah, professional win. They've won six of eight now. Um, we've been debating, okay, are they back? Because, like, ultimately coming out of the All-Star break, if you take out the last five minutes of the Sixers game, they've played pretty good basketball here. Well, are we yeah. forgetting? Eric, define the first half last night. <laughs> yeah. Because well, yeah, the, the boys on the TV broadcast were like, Second I, night of a back-to-back. You'll love this. I don't know if Rob told you, but Rob got at, it ha- at uh, the post game and was doing his stand-up, and he's like, let's just talk about the second half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but well, we, we've, we've talked about how to truly determine, like, are they back, you know, are they back to being, like, Western, Western Conference contender version of the Grizzlies? Tomorrow night will be a nice test because you know yeah. you're going to get Denver's, I don't know if it's going to be playoff intensity or whatever, but you're going to get a good effort from Denver after you beat their brains in in Memphis this past weekend. And it feels feels like tomorrow night's going to be a nice test for this team. And they've had a couple of nights off. They were just previously in Houston the night before and thumped on them pretty good. So, uh, And they had a really good win here. It's a weird schedule for them because they played Memphis, flew home, played the Clippers the next night, won in overtime, then hopped on a plane, flew to Houston, and turned around and flew back, and now they're playing the Grizz again. So just a weird scheduling quirk. Uh, but they'll be ready to go. And, I, you know, look, I never thought they were gone. I think you have ebbs and flows in every season, and I think you take things into account. One, you're missing your best rebounder um, and, you know, big screen setter, really improved pick-and-roll defender that allows Jaron to do what kind of Jaron did last night. Now, in the last couple games, I think one of the things you've seen is Xavier Tillman has gotten more comfortable in his role being out there. And I thought he played terrific defense against Embiid. I thought he played terrific defense um, against Anthony Davis. And I thought he played terrific defense against Nikola Jokic. None of those guys went monster, like super efficient nights. They had good numbers, but they had to work to get those numbers. And so I think that's a part of it is that X has played better and played better on the defensive end. Um, You still miss Steven Adams. And look, let's be honest about it there was a lot of distractions. There was a lot of things going on and a lot of chatter and a lot of people. And, and that can get to you a little bit too. And, and you're, you're steamrolling towards the all-star break and there's some mental toughness that this de- this team still has to attain I'm not knocking them. They're young. I mean, they're, they're still early in their careers where an eight, nine year vet may not be, you know, and I'm not going to say rattled, but may not be as affected but you could tell there were some things that, that, that just didn't at times look as confident as they did or they were a little hesitant. They were starting to question some things, and that's, that's normal. So um, the West is wild. I mean, I looked at it right last the other night, and I'm like, okay, well, what? Now they're uh, 38 and 23 now. Is that it? And, yeah. you know, 21 games left. They got to go 12 and 9 to get to 50. And if they go 12 and 9 and get to 50, there's still a good chance they're the second seed. The second seed with just 50 wins, there was a year the Grizzlies were the first year that Zach Randolph showed up that 50 wins got you the eighth seed. So it was very, like, top eight heavy, and everybody else was way below. Now it's just a war of attrition. So you got a lot of teams battling it out that can really win games. So I think the competition level is up. So I know a lot of people were down on it, and rightfully so. They played some, they had some bad nights. They were not playing particularly well on the road. They let that lead in Philadelphia slip away, and – um, obviously they're a really good team, but you've got to finish games out and their fourth quarter scoring has been at the bottom of the league all season long. And that's something they're trying to fix. 
Uh, they did not play particularly well last night in the first half, but they didn't play, I think, I thought, awful. They played a bad second quarter. I thought they played a solid first quarter where Houston was on the second out of a back-to-back two and played better defensively, maybe got a little comfortable. And then just for whatever reason, this team is the exact opposite of that Grizzlies team like four or five years ago that I think lost 23 straight third quarters, got outscored in 23 straight games in the third and sometimes completely lopsided. And now they're the exact opposite. You come out in the third quarter and you're not ready for this team. Most nights they're going to they're gonna make you pay for it. So um, these are three great tests coming up, not just Friday in Denver, but Sunday against the Clippers and then Tuesday against the Lakers. You can make it four and five great tests or six when you add in Golden State and Dallas at home and then on the road at Dallas. I mean, this is a six-game stretch where you really can gauge where you're at. Now, hopefully Adams will be back sooner rather than later. There's no exact date for his return. I know he wants to get back out there as quickly as he can, but you need him long-term. So, And he's chomping at the bit. So I think there's going to be a few factors involved in all of it. It was good to see Tyus Jones make some shots at the end of the game last night. And I think when Adams comes back, you'll see his game tick up as well. So um, I'm not – I wasn't ready to full-on hit the panic button, but – you saw some things that needed to be improved upon. I think we've seen that, uh, that those improvements the last couple of ball games. And tomorrow night, you're going to have to have that because this team on their home floor is uh, as good as it gets. They're the number one home team in the West. Grizzlies are the number two home team in the West. And uh, both of them have handed it to the other on their home floors. And so we'll see what changes tomorrow night, if anything. What was the reaction from the team yesterday after the John Morant story broke? Nothing. I didn't hear anybody talking about it. Um, I, I, you know, obviously I heard a little bit about it and, um, you know, these are things that whatever, you know, you, 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 I don't know when it happened. I didn't really read much up on it. Nobody really got into it. Um, you know, obviously we've known the other things that have happened that people, it, it was ironic when the Lakers came to town, people want to say, well, hey, it was the Shannon Sharp incident that really set this team. It had nothing to do with Shannon Sharp yapping at Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies getting in his face. That had nothing to do with their performance on the court, in my opinion. Did it cause a distraction? Yes. Is that Can you point to that and go, well, that's the reason why, and they hadn't won a road game since that game. No, they hadn't won a road game since that game because they squandered a lead against L.A. They came out flat against Phoenix, which can happen, but they still came back. And in the Phoenix game, they lost Steven Adams, and they, they, they missed him tremendously. Um, so I, I didn't pinpoint that. I think that's kind of making more of a story than it was. Yes, it was unfortunate that that happened. Yes, it could have been avoided um, and you know, probably should have been avoided, and now we've got other things happening. And simply put, uh, it would be nice – for this team to be talked about just about basketball soon enough. I I don't know exactly how this all went down. Um, The problem that this team is facing that I think this organization has never faced in the past in terms of it, if you want to call it a problem is you have one of the most recognizable stars in the game. You have one of the most recognizable athletes on the planet right now. He just got his own Nike deal. So anything that happens now is going to be magnified. These guys in this generation live their lives through social media. I mean, go back to the days of, dare I say, without hearing booing and hissing in the background, Chandler Parsons. You know, Chandler obviously came in as banged up and had knee issues, and the team took a roll of the dice anyway, and there was a lot of negative connotation about Chandler and his antics on social media. And I, to this day, 
will say, if you didn't know that Chandler Parsons was literally in the gym every night trying to get right, then you didn't know what was going on. And he would post something, and you would see these ridiculous replies of, hey, maybe if you spent as much time in the gym as you did on social media, you would be playing out there right now, which was the exact opposite. He spent too much time in the gym and re-injured the other knee and was trying too hard to get back. Now, that doesn't excuse it, but when you put yourself out there like that, you open yourself up. You open yourself up for a lot of things out there. It's, you know, I hate to say it. It's one of the reasons why at 50 years old, I just said, hey, I I don't need this stuff. I don't need Twitter. I don't need Instagram. Well, well, I think it's important to note that Ja is going through it for the, like he has never, he has literally never been criticized like this in his life. Like he's no, ne- he's never gone through it before. Well, and also and he's never this, been he's like always- this big of a megastar either. To Eric's point, like part of the yeah. thing about the Washington Post story, like it's partly a tip of the cap to like his name and the fact that yeah. he is that big of a star. But like you know, he's never been as big as he is right now, and you know maybe it continues to get bigger and bigger. But like there's also that I feel like that uh, going through that realization. I don't, and again, I don't know the whole thing. I didn't really, I try not to just get into that stuff in terms of my job. I know I have to pay somewhat attention to it. But, I mean, you guys have been there. If you heard some of the things that are yelled at these guys, said to these guys, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of where this team is, where where it's never been before, right? We had a little group, uh, you know, dinner after the game in Boston, and so everybody could watch the Super Bowl. I literally had people offering me money to take them into the party. And I said, I I can't do that. And they're like, Oh, come on. We'll give you X amount of dollars. I said, okay, here's my salary. I've got probably 15 to 20 years left. You do the math. If you write me a check for that amount, I'll walk. Yeah. You're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and the guy goes, Oh, I don't have that. And I said, well, and and enjoy the outside and enjoy a different place because you're not coming in. And it, but there were like hundreds of people outside that got wind that there was something going on in there and that they might be in there, which they were, but nobody was advertising it. Mm -hmm. And the restaurant itself was really good about it, but it was just a frenzy. I mean, it was just insane. Mm -hmm. And so again, I, am not sure exactly all the facts and details and whatnot, but this is where you're going to have to be. Like you said, he's probably the first time he's really dealt with this. I remember when he first got there and there are a lot of people that once they saw him play, wanted a, you know, picture or an autograph and, and, um, you know, Jaws very loyal. Jaws believes that if you were with him uh, throughout the whole time, then then he's he's got your back. But then there were people that all of a sudden that never really wanted to give him the time of day that all all wanted a piece of him. And I don't know that that that's not his personality. That I don't know how well that sat with him. We haven't had that conversation. But I know he did. You know, it wasn't like he was like, yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. And you know, as you make the NBA, you have people around you that have been there or people that have been around the league and say, okay, hey, look, you're going to have to learn how to deal with this. You're going to have to learn how to accept that this is just part of it and, you know, figure out how you want to handle it and then, you know, do you and, you know, live with the ramifications of what you did. So, you know, look, he's very loyal to his family, very loyal to his friends. I think there's been some mistakes, obviously, um, in terms of how some situations were handled or, or the chirping or things like that. But that's, I, I had no hand in the decision-making and those are grown men making a decision. And if you make a decision that isn't the right one, you're the one who has to live with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. Well, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't seem to be bleeding. Like it, he didn't seem bothered by it last night. That's for sure. No, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I saw a look in his eye getting, on the bus to the arena yesterday where I didn't think it was eating. And he, he wanted to go win a game. Uh, I think, I think they looked at last night as the opportunity to 
face a team that's struggling, 10 straight losses going into last night, face a team that they felt like they're just better than at, at this point and, you know, that has young talent, so you can't sleep on them, but you have a deeper, more experienced, more cohesive unit than what Houston has and go end this eight-game road losing streak and put that thing to bed and now move forward with a, a fresh start. The great thing about an 82-game season, as much of a grind as it is, every night's a new chapter. Like, if you get if you start dwelling on things and – I mean, I've I've heard coaches tell this to young players. I've I've had conversations with young broadcasters that'll say, "Hey, it's like their second or third year. I'm struggling. It's just hard going in every night and thinking you don't have a chance." And it's you know, I was the same way, and the same thing was told to me. If you live your NBA life every 48 minutes and and dwell on it long after that 48 minutes, you are going to go insane. You're going to go nuts. You're going to try to figure things out that. You just can't figure out. You're going to wonder why a 17-point lead was squandered. You're going to wonder why, you know, your team can't put it together for a two-week stretch when the ball just won't seem to go on the hole. If you do that and can't close the book and just move on to the next one uh, with some relative ease, then then this will eat you up. And that's part of the growing up process that younger teams, uh, even successful ones, and this is a rarity. I mean, we, we talked about this a lot last year, guys. This is not normal to see a team chronologically – and, you know, age-wise in terms of their careers, have this type of success this quickly. And they're doing it because the system is good. They believe in one another. They enjoy playing for the coach. And they have talented players. And then the front office has put together a great roster. With that said, there are a lot of things that come with that. Now there's added pressure. Now you have a target on your back. And that's part of the growing up and learning process. I'm not saying these guys aren't grown up. I don't want this to be construed the wrong way. But there is something to be said about learning to handle success in the NBA. And when success isn't as free-flowing as sometimes it is, how you deal with adversity, too. Eric, we appreciate it, buddy. Good luck with you, uh, whatever decision you make. Yeah, thanks, Eric. I think, uh, I think I'm going to pass. I think I'm going to shoot for Chicago in August. I think that's the right play. All right, buddy. Good luck. Sounds good, Eric. I appreciate the counseling session. I'll talk to you guys next week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.